Bearded Bowman. Welcome back, bearded listeners. Yes, I understand not all of you have one, but it's funny to me to picture that every one of my listeners has a beard. I raised my glass of Dalmore 12-year-old scotch in your honor. Why? Well, because it makes me feel pretty, all right? And I also appreciate each and every one of you for listening. You know, when I exited the military, I decided to start a beard. I wasn't sure if I liked it at first, but it grew on me. You had to have known a beard pun was inevitable. So today, I bring you some select moments that have given me pause, yet also made me feel secure that my job as a biomed is going nowhere. Sometimes I truly have concern for my fellow medical professionals, not the biomeds, although we do have an eclectic lot to begin with. No, I speak of those with whom do not bother to figure out, troubleshoot, analyze, solve, or diagnose the problem whatsoever. The first and only answer must be to illuminate the skylight calling down the mystic purveyor of medical device justice, the biomed. I believe we all appreciate and trust in your belief you have in us, even though most of the time it's actually a response of, it broke you fix. Of course, like myself, I am sure my fellow colleagues educate our medical cousins on what the simple fix was. Perhaps that in order for electricity to flow, it must have power. Over the holidays, I had heard of a situation where the entire ICU monitoring system went down, and a call was established at 4 a.m. Rightly so, it's serious, completely justified. Biomed picks up the phone to hear that ICU monitoring has gone down. Questions were provided as to ascertain the nature of the outage. Do you have power coming from the walls? Um... I don't know how to check that. What's the central monitor plugged into? Well, it's it's plugged into this power strip thingy. Is the light on the strip? No. Okay, next. Is the strip plugged into the wall? No, it's plugged into this big computer-looking box thing. A UPS? Uh, yeah, I think so. Is there a blinking light or a red LED displaying near the battery or anything? Yeah, dead battery. Gotcha. Okay. So all we want to do is unplug the strip from the back of that UPS and plug it into the wall. Now, in all fairness, most people don't know about or what a UPS is or its purpose. And it's a relief that it was a simple fix. But damn, I am glad they had a biomed to answer the phone. Otherwise, things could have been a little bit worse. So I have a question for you, esteemed listeners. If a battery has literally exploded all of its internal contents on the back of a defibrillator, would you continue to charge that said battery? Well, I asked this question because apparently, based upon an interaction I had with a clinician who apparently observed that this battery was in such a state, deemed it worthy to let it remain. For my non-medical professionals, this is the thingy they use to jumpstart your heart with. Clear. Failure. Okay, so you are a medical facility, kicking ass and taking patient names. You have two awesome GE Mac 5500 EKGs that work completely fine, but oh no, one happens to run out of paper. You inform the materials department to order some new paper. You put that new paper in and it doesn't print. Biomed! 
Of course, I do not know what the prior paper looked like, but I do know it's not printing. Your bearded crusader walks over to the other EKG, and lo and behold, a different kind of paper. So public service announcement for all of my medical staff out there. Different paper exists, and they are quite relevant to the particular EKG model you have. Secondly, for those suppliers out there that list the said paper as the same as the old one, causing the materials department to order thinking it's correct, congrats on your asshattery of an accessory listing. Kudos. Now, I have a quandary to solve. You are a facility administrator that complains literally every time you receive an invoice for services rendered. However, you place a service call for a certain bearded technician to come out, drive for the simple purpose of taking a singular screw, placing it in a hole, and turning it until it is placed at proper depth. Now, as the responding technician, I question as to why you cannot take that said screw and install it into a hole, but need my technical know-how so badly that this must be done today when you close in less than an hour. So I drive across town to do this deed for a unit that will function completely fine for a screw that is not detrimental to the unit. Oh, and by say, for free. Medical staff out there, you would like the biomed to keep your equipment up and running for patients with no issues, correct? Hence, it's why you rely on us to inspect and maintain your equipment. If you have a hospital bed that, let's say, cannot move the head, go into trend, or perhaps can't weigh a patient, and this has become an important issue, that you have dispatched a biomed to drive over an hour and a half out to look at this bed in your facility so we can assess and repair it, then why the hell do you have a COVID patient hooked up on a ventilator in this particular bed with other empty beds available? It perplexes me to this day that no one understands that pulling a defective medical device from being used on the hospital floor should be standard procedure. Now, luckily, this particular model of hospital bed, I know well enough to order the part for what it will likely require. But for medical equipment in general, if it has an issue, pull it from the damn floor. I would also like to not get COVID if possible especially since we have a new, more contagious, fun variant out here known as the Omicron Percy I-8. Futurama reference, if you know, you know, and you're cool. All I want is for you to help me help you. Scheduling with clinics can be a funny thing. Sometimes you have to traverse copious amounts of call prompts or speak with multiple people to get a hold of someone in charge to schedule those preventive maintenance inspections. Then there is the other circumstance of that high-strung administrator reaching out to you two to three months in advance to pick a random day of the week for their inspection. Although that same high-strung administrator can never seem to have a purchase order number ready when they have literally had months in advance to prepare and know about it since they initiated the service to begin with, leaving us the biomed having to beg you for a PO number because if we do not, you're going to kick back the damn invoice saying you don't know what it was for. I recently installed an in-floor dialysis scale. Handled the coordination with the contractor, setting up the concrete and the electrician wiring up the power for the wall panel. 
Anywho, after I finished installing and calibrating said scale with verified cow weights, it was ready to go. I had a staff member come over and weigh herself in front of everyone and proceeded to explain that there is no way that the scale is accurate because it's several pounds more than what she weighed herself at home this morning. I had to explain that this scale is calibrated and verified to manufacture specifications and that the one at home is not. Secondly, did you weigh yourself this morning wearing shoes, clothes, and that jacket on? Um, no. Here's your sign. Weight is a funny thing sometimes, except when it's not the number you want. I can truly appreciate the confidence nurses have in us from time to time. A patient that gets hooked up to a telemetry box. For you patient folk, this is that little box that has leads hooked up to your chest monitoring your vitals. A patient decided to go to the bathroom in their bed, which, you know, sometimes happens. This happened to the point to where the telemetry box, i.e. got water damage. Now, I do not know what kind of miracle worker you think I am nursing staff, but pee is a powerful substance. So in Texas, we're built a little differently. I mean, in regards to weight. In all fairness, we have barbecue and tacos. These hospital beds experience new gains each day simply for the fact that they take on new challenges in supporting patients. Now, luckily for these individuals, we do have berry beds for folks on the larger side. However, staff seem to ignore this fact from time to time and decide to stick those five, 600 pound patients in a regular striker bed anyway. When I tell you this bed was dragging on the floor, you could see the trail of skin marks on the floor from them bringing it to the maintenance area. All I'm saying is that each medical device has its purpose and some cannot be interchanged for others. I know everyone involved in these stories are accomplished and intelligent individuals, but as biomeds, we also get to experience your best moments. The motto of the show isn't, did you plug it in for nothing? While I do jest at my experiences, I also remain thankful for the ability to solve and traverse these issues in our hospital systems. Another day to make an impact and laugh after it is all done is part of the fun. For medical professionals out there that have questions or concerns about your equipment, whether it is minuscule or not, we biomeds appreciate you who ask those questions because if it leads to lowering equipment downtime, increasing patient care, and assuring patient safety, we are all about it. We are here to make sure you can continue to do the incredible work you perform day in and day out. If you are listening on Spotify, please drop the show a rating located at the top of the podcast description. If you would like to leave a comment about the show or a particular episode, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and currently working on TikTok. As always, I appreciate you listening. I am the Bearded Biomed. I'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bearded. Bow, man. <laughs>